and welcome to the AEW Rampage preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dadly Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Rampage. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only review this Rampage baby, <laughs> but also AEW Dynamite, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dubai, oh, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, round table discussions and a roundup of the week complete with a video quiz of course on wrestle culture as i said though joined by michael sidgwick to look ahead to rampage tonight but first michael sidgwick give me a beat yo yo listen The Rampage rap was gone, you could have sworn, but not on the day Matt Reigns was born. That's right, yeah, I've done it as a gift. After a week with another paradigm shift. Backstage, you're all out, the boys got fighty. Kenny saved a dog, a steel got bitey. Questions were raised about AEW's owner. MJF came back, and I got a... Tonight on Rampage, the Ring of Honor title. And what from Samoa Joe, a f***ing poem recital? Sammy and Darby kick each other's butts to find out who's got the bigger. These nuts. Serena Deeb is going to make it rain. It could, it could be worse, punk. You could be Kane. AEW referencing Cornette, I say nay. But Tony Khan, he say... We're going to do it anyway. <laughs> you worked hard for it. You worked hard for that goddamn pop. Happy goddamn birthday, to Matt Reigns, oh. the T-H-E-E number one mega fan. I appreciate him so much. I hope he has an absolutely fantastic day. And I hope that this is but a small part of it. It's the biggest thing you'll get all day. Indeed. Uh, happy birthday to uh, to Matt Reigns. And in honor of him, not only did I bring back the Rampage rap, a good episode of Rampage. I think he kind of had no choice to Tony Khan. is like, right, okay. Um, I gather that the original lineup for this Rampage had CM Punk not decided to light a match and set the entire company on fire. <laughs> We're thinking Parker Boudreaux versus, uh, I don't know. He's a baby face. Um, that isn't a star really. Uh, 10 from the Dark Order. 10 versus Parker Boudreaux, after which Andrade yes. can come out and say, see, you're getting beat off the Trustbusters. The Dark Order are leading you astray. Why don't you come with me? Then that sets up Evil Uno versus Andrade on Rampage next week. And I don't think I would watch it were I not professionally obligated to watch this episode of Dynamite that I've just made up in my head. Indeed. Just out, just out my ass. Um, instead, because he has to, Tony Khan has loaded this with stakes and a dream match. Yeah, it was, it was, it's sort of reflective of Dynamite, where we, obviously we went into it. We spent 45 minutes in the Dynamite preview not talking about Dynamite, talking obviously about all of this CM Punk situation. Some great podcasts this week. Uh, even pitching uh, via Michael Hamflet. Maybe the uh, backstage fight all out wasn't a bad thing. It was a good thing. Go and check that out. Go and check out all our podcasts uh, on this uh, chaos in AEW, What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. But yeah, we said when we reviewed Dynamite, they really pulled it out of the bag on that one. 
And uh, now we've got a, a match. This, what would it be? Quarterfinal match in the Grand Slam Tournament of Champions. Well, Isaac Heathley. And yes, uh, we're going to hear from Samoa Joe. We've got Serena Deeb uh, versus Madison Rain, And of course, Dax versus Claudio for the Ring of Honor title. Let's start there. Oh, hang on. Oh, my God. Should be absolutely fantastic, this. In truth, right, in truth. By the time the Jay Lethal one came around, I think I'd seen a few too many Dax Harwood singles matches for a while. Yes. The novelty had kind of worn off. We say quite often things to the effect of there are good and bad versions of everything. Mm-hmm. Everything can kind of run its course. We can get spoiled. Things can get normalized. And I think he's maybe gone to the uh, Docs, Dax Harwood works a four and a quarter, quarter star singles match and gets beat every single time, <laughs> except against Cash Wheeler, obviously. One too many times. Um, I'm never going to think it's not great. It's always great. Um, structurally, it's always very similar. John Moxley has different matches. CM Punk has different matches, like the Derby and the... Um, well, CM Punk had different matches. <laughs> the Derby Allen and Eddie Kingston matches were markedly different. Yes. For example, Kenny Omega um, can mix it up in trios, singles, tags. A Dax Howard singles match is usually very yeah. familiar. Um, great, but familiar. This, I feel, is going to be really, really, really great because he's in there with Claudio, and the mood, certainly um, apparent... Easy to feel through the goddamn TV screen on Dynamite was we're all going to go out there, um, like in the trenches and put on a classic, yeah. or a fantastic show. Highly motivated after Danielson, Moxley, and Jericho were said to have led a big rah rah speech before the tapings. Couldn't ask for many better than that, them three, really, could you? I mean, no. I knew talking about this on the news. Just in terms of seniority, in terms of just listen to us. Yeah. We've got authority, <laughs> yeah. we've got credibility. If you had half the career we have in this business, you'll probably still be a legend. What a hive mind that is, by the way. Yeah. Like, they've got everything in wrestling covered, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, it just feels like this is another, this match is another extension of we're going to give you great wrestling and the great wrestlers are going to be motivated to do so. Um, in terms of how the match goes, I'm quite interested because Claudio is great at everything between the ropes, technical work. Blockbuster, pop factory work, um, virtually everything. Dax has got a more limited, albeit great, style. It's a case of who decides to work each other's match, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. Um, what I'd love is a bit of a blend between the two, not just Cesaro working a Bret Hart-style match with modern moves, um, but I want Dax to like get himself about a bit, like get up for those um, uppercuts. Maybe and he's so great at feeding people's offense as a heel. Mm. I think he should actually play situational heel in this match, um, wherein you know as a heel guy in the revival, it's, it's actually hard to think about now because he's just become this incredible babyface this year. Um, people forget that he's so good at zipping about and feeding offense and taking bumps and like bursting his lungs just to do this. And there are a few better at putting a heel on his arse over and over again than Claudio, who can just propel himself across the ring. So, yeah, I'm hoping Dax 
realizes, right, he's much bigger than me. He's a singles champion. I lose most of my singles matches despite coming very, very close. What I'm going to have to do is just fight and bump even harder. And, yeah, situational heel in this role, although he's so beloved at this point that (laughs) it would be... um, a little bit hard for the audience to buy, but hopefully they go along with the story. Again, I've just made up in my head. That's kind of what we have to do on these previews. One more general incidental point. If this match, and indeed the other match that people have got high expectations for, was that good, we might have received whispers Mm -hmm. from people who attended live saying, oh my God. Oh my God. These two (laughs) matches are absolutely tremendous. Definitely watch Rampage this week. Now, I've heard nothing on Twitter about that, but equally, I've heard nothing on Twitter except CM Punk and the Elite have had an absolutely massive fight backstage, so it's no wonder that such conversations haven't happened with this. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the alternative to the match you've pitched there is Claudio plays heel because he puts Dax Holwood's daughter in a swing to start the match off or something like that. But I sense, yeah, this is going to be a real... I think that the the the, the test of this match is going to be um, whether or not I buy... Is it a slingshot powerbomb, is that what it's called? I love the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. slingshot Liger bomb. Yeah, exactly. If I buy that as the finish to the match. That's the test. Because we all, I think, agree. Claudio's not losing yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but we said it before and we'll say it again. Sometimes these guys can do something in the match. Uh, case in point... Um, John Silver um, at the Pape. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Where I went, oh, I guess the Elite aren't going to be the yeah. inaugural trios champions. Um, so that's the test of this match. And, uh, yeah, I just, I'm just, anyone who sat there and said, oh, well, what about Dax in the rankings? Give your head a wobble. It's the Ring of Honor title. Sort yourself out. Have a Read one article online and you'll know, you know, they... That's the beauty of this. You can just chuck Claudio in there with almost anyone. Um, but when you have those options and you pick Dax, high expectations. Um, I don't know. If, it feels like a silly question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. You often do. He's, yeah, yeah, indeed. Especially because of the weird way Rampage sometimes works, where they sometimes put the big match on first because that's the 10, it's 10 o'clock, it's a weird time, and the main event becomes something. Does this main event, it's the Ring of Honor world title, obviously. It feels like it should. But then again, you also have uh, Sammy versus Darby Allen, which is a bit of a legacy feud, right? It's, it's a bit of a legacy feud. And out of everyone that's appearing on this show, historically, and again, this hasn't been true of late, possibly because you signed too many people, Tony. <laughs> um, Darby, when he was TNT champion, was genuinely like a proper draw. He's one of the biggest draws in the company during that time frame. People really liked, obviously, in great number, um, his title run. He's not quite the star he was last year, but maybe there's a bit of that star power that would convince Tony to sort of try and ensure um, a nice stable nice stable line of viewership um, across that hour. Um, let's talk about Sammy versus Derby then. Uh, Grand Slam Tournament of Champions, as I said. Uh, winner faces, probably loses to John Moxley in the semi-final. Um, but you... you the reason why I'll buy, I think it's probably going to be Dolby, and I think you probably agree with me on that one, but I'll buy either of these because, for once, it's a tournament where you can't go, bub, 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 right, that's going to be the semi-final, that's going to be the semi-final. I think all of us thought Danielson was going to win on Wednesday, but you could easily say, we're going to have Sammy versus Moxley because Moxley, hero of the people, even more after what happened on Dynamite, versus 
Huge bell ends. Yeah. Sammy Guevara works, but so does John Moxley versus Darby Allen because they can create magic as well. Absolutely. I uh, I have a suspicion about who's going to go over here, but I'm with you. I'd be happy with either um, outcome for the exact same reason. I, in fact, um, can you remember during the last time the world time the world title was vacated? What a shame! They did such a great job of curating the legacy of that title with like really great individually distinct title reigns all of which were lengthy because the idea is if you're that champion, you're great, and people have to really, really bring the fight to you to win it. Uh, it's just all bittersweet now. That dickhead's ruined it. Um, <laughs> shouldn't stage dive. <laughs> you shouldn't do... To- he's done two things he knew he shouldn't have done. Don't stage dive, unnecessarily. That's slightly more excusable, Yes, this, arguably. This one isn't. It depends what side you're on, I suppose. Well, just general common sense. It's like, don't do anything that could cause injury when you're the champion. But, you know, he's having a great time and he's high on life and all the rest of it. Doing a tope when A, Punk, who I think is a genius pro wrestler, who's also fundamentally flawed, both as a wrestler and a human being, and a hypocrite as well. He's such a hypocrite. Like he's, but he's an inveterate hypocrite, is CM Punk. I remember when he was doing the promotion for the All Out 2021 match, when in fact it was revealed with Darby Allen, his yes. first match back yes. in seven years. And he was doing the things he should have done because he used to do them once upon a time. Uh, and he was building his opponent and talking in the press about, you know, I don't even know if I'm going to beat Darby. Uh, what a shame it would be if I couldn't get my career restarted because he poses such a challenge. All these kayfabe things that you're mm. meant to do. And he said he has got the absolute best dive, suicide dive, in the industry Everybody else should be embarrassed by it and retires there and retire theirs yes. immediately. But you know, he keeps doing it to Punk because it gets a pop, and you know the rules don't apply to him. I wasn't talking about him, me and Darby. So not Phoenix, not Athena, both uh, not Dragon Lee, but I can still do mine. Like can he? Because it looks like a, a flying high five. I'm sorry, I'm still processing <laughs> everything that went on this week. Um, I don't even know where I was. Why, why did CM Punk come in the mix? Uh. Darby? Did I just bring him up out of nowhere? I think we just, I think we just, oh, that was it because it was the long, long title reigns and then Punk. Yeah, 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 yeah. So basically, it's a shame what's happened to this lineage, but I do like this love, in fact, this tournament of champions for all the reasons we um, went through on the podcast we uh, released yesterday mm-hmm. entitled... Uh, <laughs> The, yeah, all, the, the AW all-out fight was a good th- was best for business. Well, that's Hamlet's pitch. So if you want to listen to that, there maybe maybe a heated debate of our own ensues. Um, he hasn't got a dog though; he hates dogs. I would have rescued the dog, but he's he's a bad man who hates dogs. <laughs> anyway, this match should be absolutely great. They've got great chemistry. They just try and kill each other. Um, it really feels like this heated blood feud. It might not carry the same weight. Is my only concern is they had a match for the TNT title either earlier this year or late last. Um, it might not carry the same weight as their Revolution 2020 match, or even the one that they had at the pan uh, during the pandemic at QT Marshall's gym, because the idea at that time was these are the two hottest young studs in the promotion who are equally matched. One just happens to be a face, one happens to be a heel. Really intriguing about who wins, but the general consensus at the time was, well, this could be the main event. This could be the main event of an AEW pay-per-view on two or three years' time. Something like when The Rock and Triple H were working in 1998. Yes. People were saying, well, that's the next two years of the main event. And indeed it was. Except what happened is that Tony Khan has hired about 500 people. So it's it doesn't feel the same. No. It feels like two guys on the downswing 
But at the same time, you know, they have been booked well as mid-carders and upper mid-carders, and there's no shame in that. Um, so they do have the associations of being champions, so they do belong in this tournament. I feel like they might go a little bit even more nuts mm-hmm. to overcompensate for the fact that they've kind of um, faded somewhat um, this year compared to last. If you recall, and I think I've remembered what I was actually goddamn talking about, when the last time the AEW title was vacated... Yes. They did the Battle Royal, winner faces Moxley, winner of that goes on to face Tanahashi or Goto at Forbidden Door. Of course, yes. I campaigned for Sammy Guevara to win that match before I realised, oh, hang on, the building Kyle O'Reilly as a Battle Royale specialist. That was fun. Um, because Guevara had floundered with the feud with the men of the year. He was dead in the water. Yeah. As it turns out now, he's just exactly where he was in 2019. Mm-hmm. Jericho's lucky, but an entertaining one. But at the time, I thought that's a great way to reheat Sammy Guevara by getting really close to the title picture, winning a battle royal, giving Moxley a test, because the idea was everyone hated him so much that the mere idea that he'd be headlining a pay-per-view, even if people knew deep down it wasn't going to happen, it was still great for great drama, like the anxiety of, oh, don't put him over, what are you thinking? That could work here as well. Um, I expect Derby to win, but Sammy versus Mox... Ties into the BCC versus JAS stuff. They've loved doing that. Um, The splinter programs, they always love. When they've got a faction war, they try and do every single variable. Um, So you might get Sammy versus Mox. And the match will be great because you've got the hero, the folk hero, and the top star of this promotion versus a guy pretty much everyone hates as a character and maybe in real life as well. That would be absolutely um, absorbing and Darby Allen and Moxley have had two matches, one very early in Dynamite's run, where it was part of that great arc where Darby was like, oh, he gets beat a lot, but you kind of have to nearly kill him to do it, and that got him over as a babyface huge. Um, and he had to take a top row paradigm shift. Oof. That was absolutely yes. brutal. Looked awesome. Ill-advised, but absolutely awesome. So basically, match quality, I think, would be better if Darby wins. Like, emotion would be better if Guevara wins. All of which is to say that when I watch Derby versus Sammy tonight, I'll be or tomorrow morning rather, I'll be on the hook. Exactly, yeah. I, I, I'd say from now on in this tournament, you can't really call it. Like, chances are, I'd probably say it's going to be Danielson versus Mox in the final, perhaps. But I could see Mox versus Jericho. They've got you know history together. I could see bloody Danielson versus Darby Allen or Sammy Guevara or any of that. You could see Jericho versus bloody Guevara. Imagine that, Jericho. I mean, that's not the one I'd maybe like to see, nope. but Jericho Guevara with Jericho looking around being like, wait a second, Garcia's going over here. You got these? I'm stuck with Hager and 2.0. Are you yeah. kidding me with this? Um, but I I think it's going to be Darby. But like you say, I wouldn't be pissed off if it was Sammy whatsoever, despite how much of a git he is. Yeah. <laughs> Hey everyone, I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. Um, right, as I mentioned in my fresh rhymes at the start of this uh, preview, we are going to hear from Samoa Joe. I don't think it's going to be a flipping poem recital, as I said, but uh, I feel bad saying this. Because of the events of All Out, and certainly because of the events following All Out, I completely forgot Samoa Joe returned. Yeah, I forgot you existed, which is a problem with this roster. It's not just forgetting that people existed. It's not caring about them because you've only got so many acts on a show that you could possibly care about. Um, yeah, the Samoa Joe thing, I've enjoyed it for the three minutes he chopped the hell out of Suzuki's chest, and that's honestly about it. Um, I've said this a million times. I continue to say it because I hope I manifest it into existence. He should be portraying Sting, the Sting character, mm-hmm. in tags, multi-mans. Like, let him do his stuff. He's so great with body language. He's got such an aura. But that aura dies halfway through matches where he turns red and sweats and the action just kind of slows to a halt. He's just not the same as he was. I think he should be presented more in line with how AEW books Sting than making him go 12 minutes for three and a quarter stars that people are more, way more polite about than they are fired up about because it's Joe. You don't want to mm-hmm. bury him. He's like such a legend, like such a yes. hard guy. Like you don't want to think less of him. But I've got no interest in his future direction, particularly since it looks like they're revisiting the Jay Lethal thing. Yeah. Okay. Still going. Who possibly could give a toss about this? Like, so that was that. that's when he appeared at All Out, am I right? Yes. I've forgotten about the pay per view. So the another Joe, another Joe Lethal. Like, I think everyone's consensus take on that was, but hell, it's taken a while to do this match of yes. all matches. Who cares? And now the, the the feud ended decisively, and now they're threatening to do it again. And it does feel like a threat. Yeah, it was weird because it was like Joe wasn't there for a while. I think he was off doing filming something or injured. I can't remember exactly. Uh, there was injury. Was this certainly the kayfabe reason? But they finally got around to it, and you, I, yeah, for me, I was like, cool. On to the next. Uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, no, not on to the next. Um, and all I would say about this, and it feels like I'm, we're burying him a bit here, I'd be more than happy for once for a we hear from blah, blah, blah to be a 30-second inset promo because I want to give as much time as possible uh, to the world title match, to uh, Sammy and Derby, and to the women's match on this yeah, show yeah. as well. He doesn't need to walk down and have... 
a pencil shoved in his face by Sanjay Dutt. Like you say, I'm just a bit indifferent to all this right now. Yeah. Need to make me care. Yeah, and I just, I don't, I can't see myself caring. Uh, as I mentioned, there's a women's match tonight as well. Serena D versus Madison Rain. Probably a win for Serena D here. Do you think she should be part, become part of the Blackpool Combat Club? Uh, I think the character fits. Yeah. Serena Deeb is going out with someone who I don't want associated even indirectly with the Blackpool right. Combat Club, the true appeal of which is it's just the best guys. The best guys and the hardest guys. It's as easy to just love them as it is to be scared of them, as it is to be absolutely jaw agape at their craft and violence. It's the just the best. And I love watching Deeb. And she certainly hasn't done anything wrong that I know no. of, but it just it's tainted by association. Like deep, it's bittersweet loving Deeb as much as you do because of uh, things. But how do you think uh, tonight's match with Madison Rain goes? Eh? Very quick, hope very quick, and a hopefully um, smooth match because optics wise, those Madison Rain matches when she's been brought up as the coach were just the kind of PR moment that is. Uh, Luckily or unluckily, depending on your perspective, being completely overshadowed. Mm, exactly. I, I, I agree. A, a quick victory for Serena Deeb, because not that you really need to reestablish her in my eyes. I see Serena Deeb on a match graph and I go, yep, I'm in, whatever it is. I see someone get tortured for 10 or 5 yeah. or 2 minutes. I don't really care. I love Serena Deeb. I think she's absolutely sensational. Um, yeah, she'd be my pick for the female element of Blackpool Combat Club, but I completely see where you're coming from here. Uh, right, I, I don't want to ruin your mood because uh, it, it feels like it's picking up um, and it's been a tumultuous week, I think it's fair to say. For the best of times, the waste of times. Indeed. Uh, on the one hand, there's the panic I see you go through on, well, more than a daily basis now of, or you said yourself on the Dynamite Review, is it AEW or is it just AW? Just all wrestling. <laughs> now the elite may no longer be there. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, there could be a, a sequel in the works to your phenomenally successful book, Becoming or Elite, The Rise of AEW, which is available on Amazon right now. Yeah, he's a good guy, he's a good guy. Well, so it's not exactly a goddamn schmuck, actually, well, but most of the time he's good. Yeah, before you, you know, heap too much praise on me, saw this about that Tony Khan tweet. Oh, I don't like this. Do you want to read it? Read it out for the benefit of the listeners, and I can get scared because all over again. What is he thinking? Because... Like, I get it. It's not like, oh, this, what's going on here? This is the first time that, 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 that AEW have, have acknowledged, in the words of that guy over there, acknowledged Jim Cornette. It's, you know, it's been a sort of, that's what thing he was there to do. Tomorrow's lineup, we tweeted this uh, last night. Tomorrow's lineup for Friday night's uh, Rampage is a card that any wrestling fan will enjoy, no matter their experience. It'll be a great Friday night, Friday night, whether you cook, order in, watch on your phone at a bar, or hit the drive-through. Don't miss Rampage on TNT tomorrow night. Yeah, just for context, right? If you were to go to the um, the UK Wrestling Podcast charts and you would look at what culture wrestling on top and scroll down and down <laughs> and down a little bit, you will see that Jim Cornette's podcasts are entitled "Drive-Through and Experience." Obviously, they were capitalized. It need to be. It was pretty obvious without that. So what I... Th is this a dig? I don't know if this is a dig at Jim Cornette or I 
think it's maybe a plea to pretty much all wrestling fans of, right, I know you might associate our brand uh, with flippy, gymnastics, whatever. This episode of Rampage is a result of Dax Harwood versus Claudio Castel- Castagnoli is going to cater to your tastes yes. of old school wrestling. So I don't know if it's a dig or, you know what, if you think you have a perception of AEW, Dax and Claudio are going to absolutely change that. So if you're a bad faith actor, come and tune in. Because it's so vague, and it's not as if there's been any kind of big fight between Khan and Cornette recently that I'm aware of where he decides to throw a dig. It feels like the bit where, oh, just, this is the one to watch if you think that you... If you've been told not to like it, this is the one to watch because you love this match. Yeah. Why would you even reference Jim Cornette and his podcasts on Twitter when you are dealing with a situation where the elite, Kenny Omega yes. and Young Bucks, and uh, it's not just Jim Cornette doing this for a grift and for money. He said something about Kenny Omega, which I am not going to repeat on this podcast, which is absolutely disgusting. Jim Cornette has said something about the women in AEW and the likes of Riho that Kenny Omega has brought in and championed. He has said some disgusting things I will not repeat on this podcast, Jim Cornette, about them. If there's ever a time to not reference Jim Cornette when the elite are sat at home, still processing what's happened, Mm -hmm. still shaking up, maybe assessing their futures... There's talk of suspensions and legal action. And they might be sat there going, this isn't worth it. This absolutely is not worth it. If you're kowtowing to CM Punk like you were in that press conference, they must be fuming with Tony Khan. That is total inference on my part, right? I do not know. It is just something I think might be happening. If I was in their position, I'd be seething seething that he's kind of nodded along, maybe awkwardly, involuntarily, I'd have been seething that he didn't say, I would just like to say at this time, because I can feel the atmosphere and the mood shift, that the opinions of CM Punk do not reflect mine. <laughs> that would have, that would have been the bare minimum. But instead, he's like, mm-hmm. make some good points, Punk. Make some good points, Punk. You make some good points. If I'm the elite watching Tony Khan, I'd be so pissed off with them. I would be, but I don't say they are. But if the potential's there, and they're not happy, <laughs> that's obvious. It's not yes. as if they woke up the next day going, oh, well, oh, well who cares? <laughs> Let's go back to work. Oh, I can't go back to work yet. Oh, shucks. That's a shame. Can't wait for three weeks, Tony. Why, when you know they're not thinking that, would you go and, like, kind of casually just... I don't know why you would even flirt with the name Jim Cornette, even if it's quite vague, whether he's actually putting him over or neutral. Or I just don't understand this tweet. He's lost his goddamn mind. He's lost the locker room and he's lost his mind. Baffling. Except he can also create wrestling shows as well. Well, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. It, it, it particularly, do you know what, it, what really hit? Because I didn't see this until you pointed it out to me. It particularly baffled me because I was like, you fixed it. Like, you maybe didn't fix your relationship with the elite, or certainly with with the elite and CM Punk and what have you. But after Dynamite, everyone was like, oh, maybe, you know, I'm, I'm we're in the in the podcast game. We're going to be hyperbolic and say, AEW's imploding. There's yeah. chaos. It's carnage. Oh, 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 oh. oh, hell did break loose. Well, yes. But 
after Dynamite, you that was more as a sense of oh, maybe things are all going to be all right. Yeah. Like they're not going to be back to where they were, and you know maybe we're going to not even see certain people yeah. again. But it felt like the we were starting the process of moving on. Like this isn't going to be forgotten for a long time. But it, we were starting the process of moving on, and like okay, right. MJF's here now. That's brilliant, of course. Mox has cut that promo. You've got this tournament. You know, you've got trios champions. So you don't have to, you know, let's cross that bridge when the elite come back when we come to it. And, and Punk's out anyway for six to eight months. So whether or not he's fired, he ain't going to be popping up uh, for a while in, in AEW. And then it just felt like, you've cir- what have you done? You've circled circle back and almost shot yourself in the foot here, Tony. It was baffling, I thought. I might be making a mountain out of a molehill here. This tweet, as far as I've seen thus far, hasn't become capital D discourse. No. At the same time, right, you know when you're in an argument or a dispute with someone and you can take things the wrong way even if they aren't intended because you kind of, you think lesser of them in the moment, you don't know if they're out to get you, you just get suspicious and paranoid. Why would you do something? Because I don't even know what he means by this experience. I've inferred that he's saying, oh, you know, even if you don't like it, usually you like this one. If I'm the elite, I'm gonna, I'm ready to interpret it as something else yes, if I'm exactly. in that frame of mind because that's how human behavior is. Uh, he's just lost his goddamn mind. Maybe I should take over the book. <laughs> no complaints from me, brother. Uh, well, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Rampage tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Uh, watch there. You can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at... M. Sidgwick for the best tweet about the punk elite saga yes. you will read all week. Yes. You may have already seen it. It's very popular. Oh, it's going viral. Um, you can get his book, as I said, Becoming All Elite, The Rise of AW on Amazon right now. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. And make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. As I said, just a whole heap of podcasts about All Out and the fallout from All Out uh, on there right now, as well as the SmackDown preview from earlier on today and WrestleCulture with the hashtag BloodyGoodQuiz coming your way later on today. And me and Sid will be back on Monday, of course, to review AEW Rampage. But for now, this has been the Rampage preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.